हेलो एवरीवन लेट्स मूव लेट्स ग्रूव लेट्स पार्टी टुडेस पॉडकास्ट इज स्पेशल बिकॉज फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम आई हैव इनवाइटेड समवन टू इनसाइटफुल कन्वर्सेशन आई हैव विद मी मैथ्यू थॉमस फाउंडर ऑफ India Educators Forum and my loving husband whose dedication humility and commitment is unmatched Welcome to Party Pods Matthew Thank you so much In the wake of the latest uh, national education policy introduced by the government Matthew could you enlighten our listeners about the same yeah this policy is coming after the gap of about 34 years it's been a long time and the syllabus was becoming redundant and so this national education policy was much awaited and uh, 2020 this year is special because this has been launched in a year when people were awaiting this and the curriculum has changed to a new pattern which was initially the 10 plus 2 and now it has changed to a 15 year period where starting from the play school to 12th has been integrated into 15 years and that pattern integrates from play school so it is having the first 5 years of primary school which is going to be integrated with nursery kg the play school class 1 and 2 that's your 5 and then the next 3 years integrated together 3 4 and 5 and then you have the 6 7 and 8 the 3 years there and the last segment of 4 years so that's how the 15 years is covered and each segment is dedicated to learning in a different way depending on the age factor and uh, so i think this new education policy is going to bring about a lot of changes a lot of good changes a lot of positive changes wow so you mean to say that even uh, the play schools will be included in the mainstream so now we don't have play schools as separate but it's a part of the mainstream absolutely because earlier we used to have play schools running from houses and it was not regulated at all anybody could start a play school and they could teach anything there was no curriculum so there would there could be a play school which is a uh, teaching something which is entirely different from another play school which is being run in the neighborhood so that it was not regulated there was no curriculum and uh, now with the present education policy all that is going to be integrated into mainstream education so there will be a curriculum there will be a minimum infrastructure required there will be some minimum learning outcomes which are expected even out of play schools so will there be a regulation kind of a policy for these uh, play schools where they have to register what they have been doing previously so will they have to register their organization with the government to get the recognition yeah there will be some new regulations coming into act the exact notifications are still awaited but the existing play schools definitely need to follow the regulations of the government they cannot follow their own policies many of the schools may start introducing play schools as part of their curriculum because right now we have the school starting from nursery which is uh, and some schools also starting from kg so there could be a possibility that schools itself 
are going to start these play schools so that you know that 15 year period is spent in the school itself and those existing play schools i'm sure there will be some regulations from the government that if they wish to continue then they have to function in a particular manner infrastructure they should have a minimum qualifications for the teachers whom they are appointing to teach and of course uh, in the whole uh, gain is for the students and the parents because the regulated uh, structure also brings in regulation and fees now you could see that some play schools are exorbitantly charged whereas uh, there was no control over the charges so all that is going to be regulated and uh, there will be uh, this is good news for the parents and students basically okay and uh, when will it come into effect so the whole process is actually going to take a lot of time but 2021 is the year when all this is going to start rolling of course they are going to bring in minor changes in the coming months but 2021 is the first phase of rollout so they're going to roll out in phases so in the first phase obviously what is going to happen at the lower level that is the pre primary stage the play schools are going to start in the regulated manner as specified and if you talk about higher classes is going to be class 9 so the changes are going to be in the play school level at the class 1 level there is going to be some foundation courses for the students and then class 9 definitely there is going to be a change of curriculum in fact the whole textbooks are going to be changed and gradually it's going to proceed from one class to the other 9 10 11 12 and same way from the play school to nursery kg 1 2 3 so the whole thing is going to take 10 years and that's why they say by 2030 the whole nep is going to come in force from play schools to class 12 so oh, that's wonderful and matthew uh, moving forward i would just like to ask you one more question about uh, the bagless days which has been uh, mentioned in the education policy what what are these bagless days about Yeah personally I think these are the most interesting days for the students and this is what life skills are all about I am also excited about this because this is one day where the teacher is also free and the student is also free because they don't carry any bags and therefore there is no baggage with them so otherwise we had that yeah absolutely this is one thing that i am sure that all the adults are going to miss and that's a very beautiful part of this nep is that they are going to introduce vocational training that means these 10 days are going to be some sort of learning of life skills it could be carpentry it could be a day spent with the artisan it could be a day spent with the gardener learning basic life skills of gardening of plumbing of electro what electricians do a carpentry pottery and i think this over a period of time when the child is attending these 10 days every year and so it is going to be about 150 years uh, 150 days so that's going to be uh, i think a fantastic effect on the child's personality and when he grows up i think these skills also are going to be practically used in real life of course it will be a great experience for children and a big exposure to the teachers too the bagless days so can we have some clarification on the three language formula because many of the teachers and educators are little bit confused regarding the three language formula because you know when we talk about states and when we talk about the urban area setup the three language formula there is a confusion and even overseas cbse schools are there in overseas 
uh, areas also outside India. So what what take do you have on this? Yeah, as per the policy, the three language formula says that there has to be one foreign language and two languages of Indian origin. So when we talk about that, let's say if you are uh, going south, let's say it's a Malayalam medium school or it's a Tamil medium school, then what happens is that your medium of instruction, they say that the medium of instruction at the primary level should be the mother tongue so that the child understands better, right? So it could be Punjabi, it could be Bengali. So the focus is on the mother tongue so that the child learns properly because that's the initial language which the child is talking to his family, his parents. So in school also, he continues with the same language. And then what happens, uh, the learning becomes more effective. So what happens, let's take the example of a state like Tamil Nadu or Kerala, where the primary medium is the mother tongue. So let's say it's a Malayalam medium school. Then what happens is that uh, that becomes your local language, the Malayalam. So that's the medium of instruction. And then besides that, you can take another Indian language. So that another Indian language is the choice of that particular state. Now, if it's a Northern Belt, then the preference is for Hindi. But if you go down South, Hindi may not be a preferred language. So they will choose probably another Indian language. It could be Sanskrit, it could be Tamil, it could be Bengali, whatever. And then comes the provision of a foreign language. Now, when we talk about a foreign language, it could be English, it could be French, it could be Spanish, it could be German, it could be any other language. So we have one foreign language plus two Indian languages. But the problem comes when it's an English medium school because English medium schools, the primary medium of instruction becomes English. So an English is not definitely an Indian language of Indian origin, at least. So although it's an international language, so if it's an English medium school, then the two languages that they have to take have to be compulsorily Indian languages, which could be among uh, any of the choices that are given or which is spoken in India. So what happens to French, German, Spanish is a big question mark because you have already taken English as a foreign language and then you have to take two languages. So all the English medium schools will have this problem of taking French, German, Spanish. So this is the issue which uh, the schools in India are going to face, especially in the Northern Belt, which are English medium schools. And of course, the problem becomes more enormous, uh, more emphasized when the schools are located outside our country in the Gulf, in Kuwait and all the other regions where the CBSE schools are there. So there what happens is the Indian languages are totally out of context for the students there. So telling those students to learn Indian languages right now is going to be very tough. So I really hope that the CBSE is going to clarify this for the foreign schools, for the English medium schools that if English is taken as a primary medium of instruction, then can the school opt for French, German and Spanish? Because as per the rule presently, it is only specifying one foreign language and two Indian languages. Okay. And how are teachers going to adapt themselves to this new system? Yeah, the changes are going to take time. Of course, the teachers have to be trained in this. So the long term, of course, there is a long term plan for teacher training. Initially, we used to have BA for one year. Now that has been increased to two years and they are going to introduce these four year integrated courses. So four year integrated courses means your graduation and BA will be integrated and you could complete this course in 
फोर इयर्स सो दोलरेडी कंप्लीटेड ग्रेजुएशन दे ऑब्वियसली कैनॉट गो बैक टू अ फोर इयर इंटीग्रेटेड कोर्स सो फॉर देम द गवर्नमेंट हैज मेड अ प्रोविजन फॉर नाउ दैट यू कैन टेक अ टू ईयर बी एड कोर्स सो इट्स नॉट गोइंग टू बी वन ईयर एनी मोर इट्स गोइंग टू बी टू ईयर्स सो थ्री प्लस टू दैट्स गोइंग टू बी फाइव एंड फॉर द न्यू people who are interested in going for teaching it's definitely going to be four and in a long period of time if you see it's definitely going to be the four year integrated courses and besides this the present teachers who are already teaching they have to undergo 50 hours of training every year compulsorily to adapt to the new policies to the new curriculum and the new methodologies that are going to be introduced especially with the art integration and uh, the experiential learning that is the focus of the new education policy so the shift is from rote learning to experiential learning and that requires also trained teachers and i'm sure the new education policy has provision for teacher training in uh, teacher training colleges as well as the courses that are being offered by cbse for training the existing teachers so as per the notification the mandatory provision for every teacher is 50 hours of compulsory training and i'm i'm sure the schools are also going to follow this very strictly so do we see a change in uh, the bed colleges the curriculum and the training like uh, right from next year the enrollment of the new uh, bed students who have enrolled this year do we see any change in how they are trained or you know towards this uh, new policy of education yes there's definitely going to be a big change one of the primary reasons is that india has so far been focusing only and only on academic excellence we have never focused on multiple intelligence where the students could have been excellent artists or musicians they were totally neglected the credits were not given in our academic system whereas if you see the american system you have people being encouraged right from the primary on what they want on the aptitude that they possess and it's very few who have an inclination for academics who go for research etc so i'm glad that the indian system is also recognizing this multiple forms of intelligence so that is why the examination pattern itself is going to change and what happens is that the extra curricular which we called like music art all this is going to be integrated into our system so your question about beard itself being changed is very valid because so far beard was again about training the teachers about academics how are you going to teach a particular subject so there was never a training on the other aspect of child's life the other skills so one very important thing here is that the government has introduced bed specialization for gifted kids so when we talk about gifted kids it's not gifted in terms of academic brilliance it could be gifted in terms of other forms of intelligence of art so the teachers are going to get trained in that just like we had bed for special kids i think this is a very good move that bed is also going to specialize on the gifted kids उसमें 
and the learning outcomes are really not measured. So when we talk about the 5 plus 3 plus 3 plus 4 system, and that means there is a learning outcome that is being measured more than the marks. So if the child is able to read properly, write properly, and probably count single digit numbers or double digit numbers, then the child is you know, surpass that learning outcome which is expected of the first five years of education in a child's life. Similarly, the learning outcomes at every stage is going to be specified for the child. And if the child is able to clear that, then he goes to the next step. So there is no fail or pass in this. It's just that the child is measured on what is the outcome after five years of education or after three years of education. And then there can, that if there is a problem that can be rectified at that stage. So the present form of exams that is based on memorizing notes, memorizing formulas, and then just reproducing facts, that's going to change. It's going to be more questions based on thinking and applying of what you have learned rather than just vomiting out what you have already learned. So the board exam emphasis certainly will be reduced. The pattern itself is going to change. There'll be more of objective questions and there'll be more application-based questions, not questions based on memory and rote learning. Suppose uh, if I take the case of a parent whose child is in class 10 this year. So, and if the child is uh, not clearing the exam, particular exam. So what happens in that case? Is he eligible to give the exam again or will he be uh, marked as, you know, as a, will it be marked as compartment and will he, be, uh, have, will, will he have to give the exam again? So this year for class 10, there won't be any change. The existing board pattern continues for the class 10 in 2021. That is, if you're talking about the exam, which is come, going to come in 2021, there won't be a change except for the change in pattern. Otherwise, the rules are going to remain same for class 10 as we used to have in the previous years. What's going to change is class nine next year. So to 2021, we can expect a change for class nine. And 2022, we can expect that batch for a change. That means when they give the board exam in 23, then definitely there'll be a change. And what is the exact change? I will not be able to tell right now if the notifications are pending, but certainly it will not be a system of pass, fail, and you know, giving a judgment on the basis of the class 10 examination. It's just going to be a phase. Probably they're also going to divide these four years into semesters, like six months, one semester. And then just like our college, even if you are not able to clear a particular thing, you go to the next uh, semester, but you'll have to clear your previous semester. So it's, I don't think there'll be a restriction that if you don't clear the semester, you will not be allowed to go to the next class. So that will happen. But again, there will be a test definitely. And the pattern of the test will change. There will be less emphasis on rote learning. It's going to be more of objective, just like your entrance exams. There's less of the subjective, there's more of objective exams, just to test the core competencies of the child. So we can expect this board exams to be diluted by 2023 for the present class 10 batch and 2025 for the present class, for class 12 batch, which will be uh, giving their first board exams. The 
class 9 which will be going to 2021 so by the time it's 2025 they'll reach 12 so that's going to take about five years for this whole system from 9 to 12 to change Matthew, you have given us a lot of clarity on uh, this new education policy right from 5 plus 3 plus 3 plus 4, uh, the system. Uh, so how is college education going to change or is it ever going to change? Since uh, we are talking about changes right from play school to class 12, right? So what, what are the changes that we are going to see in college education? I think the major change in college education is that, you know, earlier what used to happen is that when we used to study one year of college and suppose the student had to drop out, then that one year is wasted. So now what happens is that the new NEP gives credit for even that one year studied in college. So you get a certificate that you have studied for one year and you are, and you are eligible to continue that after some years. So that credit remains. You have a tran- you can transfer yourself from one state to the other, one college to the other. So you have completed one year that stays with you for your life. Earlier, what if you completed one year, then that means you have to go to square one if you're applying in another college. So that one year was not recognized. So now you have you complete, you get a certificate. Two years if you complete, then you get a diploma. So you can start working after a diploma or a certificate. So that remains with you a degree from the university that you're studying if you complete three years that's the degree and now what is interesting is that now again it's going to be a four-year degree course okay it's going to be a four-year not a three-year so fourth year is going to be based on research now this is something very good because india is far behind in research as compared to the advanced countries of the world. So giving these students an opportunity to do some research on the three years of education that he has received. And of course, if there is sufficient funding for the student and the university, I think it's going to be a great, great period for India in terms of education, in terms of research and in terms of outcomes, because ultimately a country develops because of the education we are giving to our students research work that goes on is going to give good results even if 10% of the research work is selected as A grade or good ones then I'm sure the country is going to make progress by leaps and bounds. Where do we see India in the next 10 years with the current education policy? The education policy is going to start next year and hopefully in 2030 we'll be able to see good results because we can see students developing their complete personality unlike now where they have to go for extra classes outside. So you want to learn music, they are going to a tutor who is outside the school and learning probably how to learn guitar or you know piano or some music or they want to learn art they go out of the school now since it's integrated and these subjects are given equal importance as maths or science right now if you go for maths and uh, if you go for math science you are considered intelligent you are considered brilliant if you go for humanities and if you are spending time in music and art then you are not given the same value so in the new system what is good is that all these subjects subjects are going to get equal credit that means a math student could take music as a subject so when we take equal weightage of this then people are going to recognize your talent 
and you get the marks for these subjects as you were doing for math science social science or english so student has more flexibility in choosing what he wants so right now the student is you know in a fixed situation where the choices are not available till probably class 11 where some form of choices are there but till class 10 the student has absolutely no choice the student has to study what the school is offering so in the current context when all the so called extracurricular subjects are going to be integrated with our core subjects the student is given the freedom to choose these subjects i think we get more balanced people more individuals who are going to realize their potential and i think ultimately the aim is to use it in our real life what is happening in the present system is you're going on mugging up things and you don't use it anywhere in life so the present system is going to change that where every individual realizes his or her potential and then chooses a career which is going to bring dividends to that person so what i see according to what you have said in this new education policy there are lots of choices flexibility practicality newness and progress am i right absolutely right and it's 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 i think a futuristic thought that as many individuals have given a futuristic curriculum and if implemented in the right way i'm sure india is going to progress by leaps and bounds thank you so much matthew for the amazing clarity regarding the new education policy it definitely seems promising and encourages me to be a student again i want to go back to school and have those 10 bagless days still there with me, <laughs> me too so- i am also excited <laughs> about this and as a teacher i want to see the changes that are gradually happening because every time we used to complain about the system that nothing is changing nothing is changing i'm glad that you know this is happening in our lifetime that something new is happening after a very long time so this is probably the education system which we have studied past 30 years and now after 30 35 years when systems are changing i think all the teachers students parents will be excited to see the outcome and of course to experience this experience it is all the more glorious and uh, i am equally excited as a teacher to see the students the teachers how they react to the new curriculum and how most importantly how it is implemented and what is the outcome of it thank you so much neena for this opportunity i am sure that we are to progress with this new education policy that has been introduced so thank you so much again once again for this opportunity thank you matthew what we need to observe is how well nep is implemented and received by the entire community of our kids teachers and parents thank you matthew for this wonderful conversation and giving us so much of clarity on nep bye bye everyone this is neera matthew from mind fan me see you again next time with a brand new podcast